1: Good evening, I'm Jenna Harner and welcome to The Final Word, the show that invites you, the fans, into the conversation. You can get your opinion on TV right here every Sunday night. And let's get started by introducing you to tonight's three panelists. Please welcome Steelers radio host from the Trib, Tim Benz.
2: Yeah, I don't know if the conference is going to keep the Steelers in it much longer, but the division might
1: former NFL and Pitt player Doran Dickerson.
0: I'm in a very good mood. The past two weeks have been very good to me, seeing my Pitt Panthers win and seeing my former head coach, Bob Pelko, win a state championship last night.
1: Lots of victories all around there. And from our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, Dale Lally.
3: To Tim's point, just when they thought the Steelers were out, the division pulled them back in.
1: Just giving everybody hope, right? (laughs) Well, some of the topics we'll be talking about tonight. Your biggest frustration with the Steelers, Chase Claypool's recent antics, what should be done to rein him in, Kenny Pickett playing in the Peach Bowl, should he or shouldn't he, and the rule change coming after Pickett's fake slide. But first, the big topic of the night. What can the Steelers realistically do to finish off the season on a high note? Tim, we start with you on this one.
2: Oh, realistically was a key word in there. I mean, what they could do to finish on a high note is win three of four and sneak into the playoffs, but I just don't see that being possible. I suppose they could beat Tennessee this upcoming week. They're not going to beat the Chiefs, and then I'm not quite sure how the division games are going to go because I'm not quite sure what's happening in this division. But as far as, like, good vibes in something short of a playoff berth, I'm over those. I'm done trying to feel that way and talk myself into that, whether it's. Early exits from the playoffs without a playoff victory, or whether it's coming up just short of the playoffs, uh, those things don't resonate with me.
1: Doran, your thoughts? Uh, You know, if this
0: situation is true with Ben Roethlisberger, of him potentially retiring, uh, I say just put all the onus on him. Let him go out a true champion. Let him go out uh, the way he wants to, gunslinger style. Let him run the offense, run what he wants to do. I mean, at this point, their hopes are in the dirt. So if that is very true with Ben and the things that came out about him, about retiring, I'm putting everything on Ben.
1: Crazy that their hopes are in the dirt, yet they're still not mathematically eliminated, even sitting last in the division. Dale, your thoughts?
3: Yeah, they're nowhere near close to being elim- eliminated in what this uh, jumbled mess of the AFC is right now. And, and, and to touch on the points that, that both Tim and Doran made, um, you know, I think they can. Uh, realistically win three of these these final three games or three of the final four anyways Uh, you know they've already beaten the Ravens and and Browns once Uh, you're going to be seeing a a very crippled Titans team and why not give Bennett full reign over the offense at this point because what they've been doing hasn't been working
1: we saw the tale of two halves on Thursday night. No doubt about that. Well, a reminder, you can keep the comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word, on Facebook at The Final Word. And now it's time for five words. Give us five words on your biggest frustration with the Steelers. Kurt on Twitter says only think consistent is inconsistency. Cindy Atchinson on Twitter, offensive line and offensive coordinator and Ben on Twitter. They never seem genuinely prepared. Tim, your five words,
2: poor play in the trenches, both sides of the ball along the line. It was a debacle against Minnesota in the first half. It got better in the second half. By that point, there was not just enough time left on the clock. For the Steelers to engineer a comeback but we have seen too often the offensive line overrun by opposing defensive fronts that was the case in the first half against the Vikings and too often we have seen them dominated up front in the run game the hallmark of the Steelers is usually being able to run and stop the run they've been able to do neither this year
1: yeah we heard Mike Tomlin speak about that after the Bengals loss and after the most recent loss to the Vikings that they are just getting dominated on both sides of the ball when it comes to the trenches Doran your five words they have
0: absolutely no identity. You know, whenever you start a season, whatever whatever squad you have, you assemble that squad and then you create an identity. You figure out what you want to be for that season as a team. The Steelers have been so inconsistent on every single facet of the, football, of the football team and game, so, you know, they have no identity. They don't know who they are. Are they a team that's going to run the ball? Are they a team that is going to pass the ball? Are they a team that is going to listen to music and have fun? They don't know what they are. They have no idea. They have no identity, and that is the inconsistency throughout the season. That has made me very frustrated.
1: Yeah, much like a lot of the viewers on Twitter, consistently inconsistent could be one big way to describe where this team is at. Dale, your five words.
3: Well, I do know that they're not playing music. That's not (laughs) happening.
1: (laughs) Uh, Can't stop
3: opponents from running. They just can't. And, And we've seen this in the past where the Steelers would have a bad game or a couple of bad games. Uh, where they couldn't stop the run and then they would talk about you know we gotta we gotta stay in our gaps we have to do this these guys can't do it they've talked about staying in their gaps now for the last six weeks and they're allowing 178 yards rushing per game They're just not talented enough.
2: Yeah, and Jenna, when people talk about the defense not being able to play well against the run, it's not just tackling. I think some people boil it down to tackling too often. It's all three levels of the defense. The holes are getting ripped open, the linebackers aren't there to fill, and most of their defensive backs aren't great tacklers. In fact, none of them are great tacklers, but it's all three things working against themselves.
1: And like we've heard a lot of actions speak louder than words type of thing. It's one thing to say, hey, we need to improve here. We have to fix these areas as we've heard them say game after game, yet there aren't the results. We are not seeing them. At least they're not there right now. Well, we have a whole lot more to dig into with the Steelers struggles, including one player in particular who has been in the spotlight a whole lot this week, Chase Claypool. What should be done to rein in the young wide receiver when it comes to some of his antics as of late? Bobby on Facebook, putting this one simple, don't know, but better do something quick. The panel debates next on the final word.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones. Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight.
1: and welcome back to the final word. Of course, we have more Steelers talk to get to. A lot of eyes on Chase Claypool this week, and not all for the best reasons, from the undisciplined penalty to the first down celebration with the clock winding down. What should be done to rein him in? Dale, you're first.
3: Well, you know, Mike Tomlin benched him briefly uh, against the, the uh, Vikings the other night, and, you know, it didn't seem to resonate with him. Uh, maybe he needs to just sit down. Um, maybe not for an entire game, because then you're hurting the team, but sit him down for a quarter, sit him down for a half, start James Washington. James Washington came in and performed well in Minnesota. They were rotating at that point. And you got to do something here because he seems more interested in his social media presence and making commercials than he does actually playing football for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: It seems like there's a message that has to stick there, right? Well, Mike Clark on Twitter said this one Well, it was a common answer. Bench him for a game. Let's see if we learned our lesson. Tim, what say you?
2: problem with that is they think they're still in it. To our previous conversation, maybe they are, and they won't give up a game to send a message. So Chase Claypool isn't going to get one, at least this year. The message that will be sent is in the offseason if they try to take his job away from him through free agency or the draft. I don't expect that either because there are so many other holes to fill. You know, I saw somebody tweet during the game against the Vikings. This is the kind of game that gets people benched and get coaches worried. They've got nobody to take Chase Claypool's job that's going to be as good, A. And B, if Mike Tomlin ain't worried by now, we got a lot bigger problems. Doran, your thoughts?
0: Well, the, th- the the problem with benching him is that uh, you know he's still going to get a paycheck. So go ahead and bench me. I'm still going to make X amount of money every single game. I mean, that's not really going to affect him. And you know what? I mean, I, I know I'm dating myself. Maybe I'm getting old. But, you know, back when I was playing, this stuff didn't even get to the GM. It didn't even get to the head coach. It didn't even get to our position coach. The guys in the locker room handled th- these things. If guys were out of line, the Andre Johnsons that I played with, the Brian Cushings, they'd step in and they'd, they'd get you aligned quickly of how to do things in the standard that is, with the team that I was with. So uh, you know, with Ben's comments, I just I I, I kind of shook my head a little bit because I feel that somebody like Ben should pull him aside, sit him down, and actually get this thing going. But go. do think that, that conversations already happened. A little
2: bit by Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell on the way out. I mean, when Ben tried to do stuff like that, he got excoriated in the media for doing so by Brown and Bell on the way out of town.
0: Well, I mean, those guys had stripes. Chase Claypool's in his second year. He doesn't have stripes. He doesn't have the stripes to go out there and do what he wants. He should be sat down. You, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. That's a whole different situation they've produced they have they are a good product on the field and you know it's just different I think he's a younger player and you could do that
1: well, it's time now to switch things up from the black and gold to the blue and gold. Pitt football getting set for the Peach Bowl. Will quarterback Kenny Pickett play or will he sit? What would you advise Pickett to do when it comes to playing in the Peach Bowl? Doran, a little fitting. We start with you on this one. Well,
0: uh, you know, you turn into a business whenever you get to this level and you're going to have to make executive decisions. And his investment is in himself. It's in his body. It's in his product for the NFL. So you don't want to get put anything in a way of detrimental that investment that's almost what 15 million dollars we're talking about in that range where he could be drafted so no you do not play in this game it is not important your offensive coordinator just left uh you know you're heading on to higher and bigger pastures I know that you know you had a great season you did what you had to do but you absolutely do not play in this game if you're Kenny Pickett too much of an investment for going to the
3: next level
1: Well, some opposing viewpoints on Twitter, as expected. Sean McManus emphatically saying play, three exclamation points there. Dale, do you agree or disagree?
3: You know, I used to be one of these guys that was on the side of, you know, the player should finish out the season. Uh, But then you see uh, high-profile head coaches jump from high-profile programs to other high-profile programs for the money and skip their team's bowl games. So, you know, if they're in it for the money, the player should be in it for the money too. And I wouldn't blame Kenny Pickett if he did not play in the Peach Bowl.
1: Yeah, a lot of decisions to be made. He did say on the Heisman award ceremony that he would be making a decision at some point this week. Tim, should he play? Well, I certainly
2: wouldn't blame him like Dale said, but I guess I'll play devil's advocate here a little bit. I still think there's room to grow for Kenny Pickett on the draft boards, and I still think that there are draft slots he can climb with a really good performance against another really good team. Um, If Mac Jones can slip as far as he did in the first round, Kenny Pickett might not go that much higher. You know, Pickett still, I think, either in this game or in the Senior Bowl, the Senior Bowl practices, whatever he might be, has the combine. He's got a chance to improve his stock. It's a little bit different than most quarterbacks who are likely to go in the first round because I still think he can go up in the first round.
1: It'll be interesting just because again Michigan State is probably the toughest competition this team has seen all season. So if you do put him in there, do you see him? How does he fare against this Michigan State team? Uh, things along those lines. While well, sticking with Pitt football and Pickett here, not only did he break record after record this season, he physically changed the way the game is played. The NCAA changing the rule book so quarterbacks can no longer fake slide like we all saw Pickett do in the ACC championship. Is the rule change an overreaction though? Tim, your thoughts? Uh, People
2: of a certain age
1: in Pittsburgh have either heard this
2: or said this a number of times in their life. You know, they changed the rules for Mel Blunt or James Harrison or Heinz Ward. It's a badge of honor in Pittsburgh to have a rule change for you. If you're a Pitt player and you get a rule change for you for Kenny Pickett, don't look at it as a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Congratulations, Kenny. You got a rule change in your name. Going down in
1: history, no doubt. Now, Wolf Trainer 09 on Twitter said, Genius play by Kenny. Can't believe it took a quarterback this long to exploit it, but good rule change. I have a feeling fake slides would have plagued the game next season. Doran.
0: Well, the, it, I, I think it's fair. The rule is fair putting it in and, 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 you know, addressing that this is a situation where you can't take advantage of it. But the thing that we're not talking about, and the, the Twitter guy just said, you know, it, it's crazy that it took this long for a quarterback to do that. Do you guys realize how athletic that was to do that? Mm-hmm. Like running full speed and fake sliding and then getting back up and having your trajectory out to finish the touchdown off? That's what we should be talking about. How athletic that football play was.
1: And not blowing out his knee, because if I tried right. that, I guarantee you that's <laughs> exactly what would have happened. Dale, your thoughts?
3: You know, if they really wanted to get rid of that fake slide thing, they'd get rid of the slide. Uh, they're hey, runners at that point. Uh, you know, you're running with the football. Why should you be able to give yourself up? You're a runner. Let the quarterbacks be hit, and then you won't see any slides, and you won't see guys playing along the sidelines and then stepping out after they get five more yards. Let
1: them get hit like everybody else. Well, when we come back, we are going around the horn on any topic. Stick with us. The final word is next. It's time now for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. Dale, you're up first.
3: Well, thank you, Jenna. You know, over the, last, uh, four, over the last month, the Steelers have faced Matt Filer, Mike Hilton, Al Villanueva. Uh, last week it was Jordan Berry, and this week they'll see Bud Dupree and Ola Denny. These are guys that used to make up what was the middle class on the Steelers roster. To, Dor- to Doran's point earlier about, you know, guys not being there to, to police things in the, in the locker room, these are guys that used to help do things like that. Uh, maybe not all of them, but some of them, and now they're gone because, well, the Steelers, uh, you know, had, they were up against the salary cap this year, so they got their stars, and they got a bunch of guys playing on first year first uh, contracts, and it's just not a good mix.
1: Tim, your final word.
2: You know, I got excoriated for something I said uh, on the pregame show going into the Steelers game against the Vikings. That was about T.J. Watt. I think his candidacy might have been a little bit easier to push last year, even though his numbers weren't quite as eye-popping. That's because of his injuries so far this year. You know, what? Has already missed two games. He's left early from three. And when he's tried to come back too quickly to play in two more, by his own admission, he hasn't been as good in those two games. So you add those all up, that's half the season basically where Watt has been less than available or not available at all. And it's awfully tough to win Defensive Player of the Year with issues like that, despite how fantastic he's been when he has been on the field. He's been impactful. He's been timely. He's been excellent, just like he was last year. I just don't know if in the eyes of the voters by the end of the season he would have been on the field enough to get the award, either that one or MVP, forget Defensive Player of the Year, what Roethlisberger was advancing last week.
1: Yeah, the injuries have really plagued the team this season. That might be a little bit of an understatement. Doran, your final word.
0: Uh, The Blue Devils of Mount Lebanon. They went 15-0, won the state championship game last night. Uh, Bob Palco has been the coach for three years, was obviously my high school football coach. He did that game with a heavy heart. Mark Davis, who was his best friend, his offensive coordinator for 25 years, my offensive coordinator in high school, suddenly passed away uh, last week. So Coach Palco getting through that game, it was very tough, uh, but proud of him, proud of the, the, the community of Mount Lebanon, and rest in peace, Coach Davis.
1: Our hearts go out to you and Coach and uh, Mr. Davis's family as well. Now our final word from social media. Dr. Sean on Twitter, at least Pitt Volleyball is in the final four. That they are, and a big congratulations to them for making program history there. And now, of course, my final word. This weekend, four Whippeal teams were crowned state champions in high school football. Like Doran mentioned, Mount Lebanon, Pentrafford, Trafford, Aliquippa, and Central Valley all bringing home titles. Now it's hard not to know the history of Western Pennsylvania, football, But year and year again, these kids show why there's such an incredible amount of talent right here in the greater Pittsburgh area. A huge congrats to all the players and the coaches on phenomenal seasons. A huge congrats to Sarah as well, who finished as state runner ups. Thank you so much for joining us on the final word. Have a great night.